Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. I'm Hino. I'm Chaba. Okay, fellas, uh, I need some help. I need some coaching on this uh, podcast. Uh, I'm in a situation right now where an executive perhaps may be asking for near certain estimates of things months in advance. We're talking about, I want to know what exactly the team will deliver over the course of the next four months. Do you think that is a reasonable ask of an executive? Well, no. Is that the only question you have? I mean, <laughs> that's it? Well, let's start there. That's the podcast. Let's, we can end it here. Let's unpack the, the answer this is no. no. Yeah, as Shabba says. Why, why do you think it's no, you know? Uh, because you can't. I mean, look, I used to live seven uh, minutes away from the subway, but I couldn't tell uh, for certain that I would be seven minutes uh, later, I would be at the subway at that moment. I couldn't. It depended on the light, if it would uh, flip to red at the wrong time, if there would be an accident, if there would be uh, some diversion that I needed to walk around the block then all of those things would actually delay my arrival at the subway. If something that only takes seven minutes is so hard to estimate, even 15 minutes would not have been enough to take uh, those interruptions into account. If something uh, that is that small is so hard to estimate, how could you do something that you don't know anything about yet that would need to be delivered in two months from now? It's just unreasonable. It's impossible. It's also useless. If you want to have 100% certainty, well, then say... I will deliver one story by the end of the year, and then you will have 100% certainty. I don't think that's what the executive is after. So I'm, it's it's interesting because I'm going to share with you guys the the usually, I try to sh- summarize it in my, 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 my speech usually in, in this, not speech, kind of like the, the kind of like a conversation I try to have with the executive. And and I'm, I would like to go back, if you guys don't mind, to, to, uh, to Ford. And, and and the team model, right? So when he creates the first uh, the first production line, then that's when that's when production for the very very first time becomes somewhat predictable. And then what I've seen that that often, uh, sorry, and and over time, uh, this kind of management and production model uh, be kind of got into software delivery. And, and when people believe that when we are delivering a thing, for example, something that is eight points or five points, by the way, I don't want to go even the, 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 the whole point, the point of the point, but you, he said but, points. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry. I just, I just want to say that. Gotta even that out. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so it's, it's impossible because all these items are not on a production line and exactly the same car, which needs exactly the same number of screws, exactly the same number of, 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 of parts, right? Each and every single, uh, uh story or each and every single work item, and even come stories is, is different. Right. And that's, I think, the, the fundamental difference between manufacturing or what we believe is we are delivering things in this production line versus software, which is a widely unknown and unpredictable for a number, number of reasons. And, and I think if, if they can have this little bit of a mental analogy in their minds that, that, or, or take them away from this, that you are doing a production line where, where the same car comes off the production line. I think we can make a, a little step towards and them understanding how futile this is. So variability is what you're pointing at there is obviously a huge component in knowledge work. And, and I totally agree. Uh, you know, even in a perfect world where you had, you know, the same car being produced, the same exact same feature being produced 10 over 10 times, 
there's still going to be variability, which has nothing to do with the actual software, but everything to do with the context in which the software is being built. Because this infatuation that I find of like, why don't we plan out the next six sprints ahead? Uh, Why don't we get all the stories done? And then we'll have predictability of, uh, of things. This, this entire, this argument kind of just gets destroyed in two seconds once you factor in the context. Because most delays in software are not caused by the programmer taking longer than it, it takes to write the code or test the code or deploy. It has everything to do with decision-making, availability of infrastructure, approvals, red tape, uncl- you know, non Dependencies. D- dependencies, other teams that, that right. this team depends on. Yeah. And <clears throat> as, as soon as you, even if you had, for example, like the next seven sprints worth of stories mapped out, you know, one small ripple in, in, the, in, in, the, in the elements that I described causes havoc everywhere. But even there are, I mean, you start with a, with a seven sprint, if you have seven sprints um, planned out. But that's actually what you're talking about is uh, that same problem of having the next two months, next six months planned out uh, on a smaller scale. Just as for a single, sp- just as for a larger project that or, or initiative that takes several months to complete, uh, what you can actually do in a sprint, you cannot say that with absolute certainty because of all the reasons that you just mentioned, things that might come up. Even the time that it takes to see it do a simple story, you cannot accurate that with precision. Uh, accurately uh, estimate that with precision. It's exactly the same thing on a smaller scale. Yeah, you could say, well, it most likely will be done in two days from now. But if something really unexpected po- uh, pops up, then those two days might become three, might become four. And suddenly your entire plan is um, is ready for the bin, right? So it's the same problem um, that you're trying to apply to a smaller scale it's, it's the same thing. It, it's not different. We cannot estimate how long knowledge work will take because it is knowledge work. It is not a mechanical continuation of certain actions that you have a reasonable understanding and high probability that it will be done within a certain amount of time. So let me, let, 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 me com- let me complicate things. Not, not complicate. Let me, let me try to explain maybe why somebody might ask for an, 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 an estimate like that. But now what we're getting the to the point. Yeah, well, like that's more one important. Of, one, of, one of the things that comes up is that I need to know how long something takes so that I can weigh my decisions on prioritization better. Because if something mm-hmm. takes eight weeks versus four weeks, I may prioritize things differently. And I get that. I, ac- I, I accept that. But as soon as you start looking into the... Um, uh, like as soon as you start saying, you, you start equating the size of things into your prioritization, it also tells me maybe you don't know what's priority because in general, the main thing is the main thing regardless of how long it takes. And to me, w- w- the reason you have uh, you know great product managers on team is, is they take the main thing, which everybody agrees is priority, and they know how to shave it off how to carve it off, carve the fat out so that what what could take eight weeks now takes four weeks, but delivers close to or similar or acceptable amount of value. 
That's where the prioritization of, 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 of product managers kicks in, where they prioritize more at the micro level to cut the fat out of the feature. But there know. are, uh, yeah. So, so it's interesting what you're saying. But don't forget, put yourself in the product manager's shoes, right? They still need some kind of indication how big this the, the thing is, and 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 what I mean by how big is is at least relatively. Again, we're talking about relative sizing yeah. here, right? So that's why I found, for example, t-shirt sizing is 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 a fairly is a fairly good exercise as long as it's not. Uh, tied to an estimate, right? So as soon as you say medium, that means two weeks or whatever, whatever thing, right? Because then the whole thing you throw out in the window, right? Because then the team starts thinking about I'm, I'm committing to something, right? But, and, and in the same time, if you could get the, pro- so I always say both sides, if you can get the product owner to put some kind of a value on it, you can do use like dollar signs or, or bills or whatever, you could get a, a, somewhat of an ROI out of it, right? Because most likely you would you would still want to work on a smaller uh, on a smaller item which is which is more valuable than a bigger item which is which is the same value and, and so on and so forth. And you know what's interesting? It's I often ask after this exercise with the with the product owner and the and the team, I often ask the product owner is before we started, would you have put these these top three on the top three and say, well, maybe these two, maybe not the so so in an eighty percent of the cases or in an eighty percent accuracy, it actually helps them and and something that they would they would have done empirically, it kind of confirms uh, co- confirms that that anyway in most of the cases. So so I find that that and again the same for, as for as for playing poker, the the point of this exercise is more, more the conversation that comes out of it and the and the discussions that come out of it rather than the than what actually at the end it, it delivers. Uh, hang on. There, there's a couple of things there. So first mm-hmm. off, the I, I disagree with what you said, Zerar, that um, the most important thing is the most important thing, and that should be prioritized regardless. I think that the effect of the cost of, or what the work, how big it is, Chaba called it, is really important. For instance, the most important thing right now in my personal life is to do our renos. Well, this is not really the right moment. So I'm going to spend my money on something else because those mm-hmm. renos are a significant cost, come at a significant cost. It's as simple as that. If those renos would come at a smaller cost, then maybe I might want to prioritize it ahead of these other things that I that I still need to mm-hmm. do as well. Mm-hmm. So that that has an impact. Now, um, it is really about the relative sizing that Chaba is referring to because what is true is the 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 essence the essence of the question really is do you want to prioritize it is at this moment in time is this value that i'm getting in whichever way expressed is that worth my investment that i need to put into it right so those two elements are somehow required <laughs> now that is very different from saying when are you going to be done and mm-hmm. I want to have an accurate estimate. Those are two very different things. But it's the latter question that I mean, if 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 everybody's subscribing to the to the relative sizing and t-shirt, I, I don't think you'll find any opposition anywhere from any. No, I agree. I agree. Individual. But that's but that's the point. You ask for coaching advice, right? Yeah. Sarar, uh, on how do you coach actually your executive mm-hmm. who is requesting those things? So get to the get to the bottom of the reason behind his request, and that's exactly what you're trying to do right now. Why are they actually requesting this? Well, they're requesting this because they need to make decisions. Okay, so what are the kinds of decisions that they want to make? What is blocking them from making that decision? And I'm absolutely certain that having an exact 
date at which this is delivered um, is not um, is not having that impact. Of course, there might be some things that that executive knows of some regulatory requirements or some deadlines that are really important that are coming up. And then we're talking about the type of work, um, the, the the cost of delay archetypes, if you will. And that might have an influence on uh, on their decisions as well. One, they want to start, for instance, doing something that needs to be done by the 1st of January next year. Um, that is very meaningful. So like, yeah, we know that it's going to take us approximately four months. Uh, we want to make sure that we start on time. So should we do this other really urgent or really important small initiative right now mm-hmm. that takes us just around that, that time where we need to get started on, on this regulatory piece or on that mandatory piece or uh, sorry, the schedule piece, whatever you want to call it. What is it? What is it? The, the type date. of work again? Fixed date. That's the one. So do we need to start now or uh, should we actually start on that fixed day piece already because we don't want to run the risk of, of, uh, of delivering late? So those are meaningful conversations to have. And for that, you need to have some sense of how large an initiative is or how long it will take the team to deliver. But again, that is a far cry from asking them for an exact estimate. You know, I feel every time we have this discussion, it invariably comes into cost of delay. And it does, which is it, it, it just comes down to what is the cost of like you shipping ver- in December versus January or March versus what, what is that? But here's the thing. Nobody actually knows or not many people I've encountered can actually measure the cost of delay even somewhat accurately. So in the absence of actual data, you end up either reverting to how you worked previously or your gut or something else. So to me, if you are if you are suggesting that you need something by a certain amount of date, you should be, and you know, this is I think to your point as well, is you need to articulate why that's important. And I think yeah. it's better if you if you are able to speak in certain numbers on why it's important. Because mm-hmm. without that, it's very difficult to take the ask or the request seriously because it just seems like it's just something out of your gut. That's right. So, I think that the first step, though, is to just classify it as what it is. And I think most people are capable of doing that. You're absolutely right. It's not always easy to uh, to put a value on it. Yeah. So, I just wanted to add that that I often think that behind these requests, what you're describing, and especially now, many, many companies doing budgets for or larger organizations doing budgets for the next, uh, next fiscal year, uh, at least one of the larger organizations I work with, they, they are doing it right now. And and it often comes down to that. Actually, they want to. Uh, so they are in this in this large budgeting uh, kind of conversation, and they want to commit. And again, we they don't want to go down the rabbit hole of of uh, of how organizations are structured. There's a business, and there's a technology, and then so on and so forth. But but ultimately, this always plays a plays a role in this. Right, this entire budgeting structure, this entire and and how can they budget if they don't get any forecast from the from the technology partner? So so I, I think that's another conversation which which is worth to unpack. Which sometimes, unfortunately, some of these leaders or managers that you work with or you are working with, it's way above them uh, to to tackle this problem. So they are forced into this into this into this conversation and they are just asked by their leaders, okay, we need to build this. How much is it going to cost? Yeah. Right. Often it comes down to that. And 
Yeah, there is, and it's a tough position to be in, to be honest. There because, is a way out, though. There is a way out. I'm working with an organization right now uh, where the explicit intent is to move away from uh, initiative-based budgeting and to work with outcome-based budgeting, uh, where the budget is not associated with certain initiatives and certain what you would call projects that are happening, but they are associated directly with the imp- with the outcomes that people want to or that the organization wants to um, deliver on this uh, the next fiscal year, uh, associated with key results, and um, and then the initiatives are merely a suggestion. Well, they're of course they're a little bit more than a suggestion, um, but that does mean that. For instance, what you said as there are earlier on with your product managers who shave off a tremendous amount of fat from the initiatives uh, in order to deliver value within uh, within the time that they have and the budget that they have, that's something that you're capable of doing it at that moment. Then, well, these are suggested initiatives to indeed deliver on those outcomes. Um, maybe we don't need the entire initiative to deliver on this outcome. Maybe we can only deliver five out of the 10 features or five out of the 15 features and uh, and already have a significant amount. And hey, guess what? We've learned something throughout our, our fiscal uh, fiscal year. And we have figured out another feature that might actually have a bigger impact on these outcomes. Maybe we can take that one on instead, right? And then leave out the ones that we say that won't have a significant and, and impact. And that's, that's the thing, that, that, the part that, that just bugs me uh, is, is that I just cannot comprehend is that if you make a plan of what you're going to do over the next eight weeks, you take so much opportunity right off the table mm-hmm. because you've already made up your mind. And like, I know just from developing like, like small apps directly facing customer that if you are talking to the customer constantly, there is absolutely no way you would dedicate the next three months to one particular feature. If you're talking to customers constantly, if you're not talking to customers, then yes, then this behavior makes a lot of sense because your feedback loop with the customer is so long that you're, you're, you're basically working on stale information and prioritizing things that may no longer be important. So to me, the demand for dates into the future, if you, if you peel that back a little bit, it will speak to how often you speak to your customer, how, how close you are to your customer. And I think one is a correlation between the other. Well, it might also be uh, related to the autonomy that you have to to decide on the functionality and the features that you're delivering, right? Um, how how much are you outcome driven uh, versus how much are you initiative driven? And, and I would also add that it greatly depends the organization how they measure success of the actual leader. Right. What does success mean? This kind of performance evaluation or whatever for that leader. And unfortunately, again, very traditional organizations, they don't look at outcomes. They look at, oh, have you delivered this or have you delivered that? And, and this, this is usually what the measurement is or their incentives are. So if their incentives are to deliver projects, right, to deliver work, deliver widgets, then that's what they are going to, 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 to work towards. Right. Yeah, and so, that's, that, that, that's to Hino's point from earlier, uh, where, where, you know, like, hey, you want 100%, uh, if you're measured on how accurate your estimates are, it's extremely easy to give 100% reliable estimates. You're just not going to get a lot of stuff done. Okay, so with that, uh, we will conclude. Uh, we hit the 20-minute mark at this point, I think almost. So uh, I think it's time to say goodbye. Listener, thank you for tuning in. If you have uh, time, if you have uh, some topic suggestions, do uh, post them in the uh, LinkedIn group or reach us out on Twitter. 
uh, on continuous po- at continuous pod and our LinkedIn group as well. Uh, thanks to everybody, and we'll see you again soon enough. Goodbye.